0: Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula Dragula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 6, titled Ugly Ladies of Wrestling Rematch. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by our very own world heavyweight champion from Bloody Podcast. Please say hello, uglies, to Lorian Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian
1: hello how are you
0: I'm doing very well you know we did something a little bit different uh we actually did just between us girls I don't know, I guess live we hadn't done it live in a long time
1: no we I don't think since I don't think we've done it since we started
0: yeah and so um we did that that was a very good time uh, we actually this is not recorded but we did like a whole like walk down memory lane of like the old song parodies we used to have it was a, a whole thing so if you want to hear just between us ghouls sorry uh you can do that by a couple ways you can go to patreon.com slash afterthought media and join at the executive level and above and you can hear that content or if you are listening on apple Podcasts, you can list you can just scroll right up and hit The subscribe button, and you'll get every episode that they get on Patreon, you will have in your feed right there on Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe right there. It's very easy. Lorian, I have to tell you something. Okay. I have to apologize for something. Not to you. (sighs) I would like to make an official (laughs) apology. What's so funny? Okay nothing
1: i just i love how you're apologizing but you have to caveat it with not to me oh yeah not to
0: you i i'm not forced to do this i want to do this apology but i have to make an apology to the dry grace podcast federation i have been suspended for an unspecified amount of time i don't know my actual punishment yet but uh i cheated and what happened is i made a promise to you, Lori, that they would send you, instead of me, that producer Zach Birch would send you the scores and not to me. And then we would play the game fairly on here. And um he did. So Zach Birch sent you the score thing. I believe he told me he did. Oh, did he? Ye- yes, he did. And he told me he did. And I don't know... My competitive spirit got the best of me and I messaged afterthought media producer Luke Stamen and had him ask Zach for the scores and Luke got them for me. And but Luke didn't know wow. I was supposed to have them. You're and, dragging an
1: innocent person into yeah, your bullshit.
0: Yeah. Luke didn't know I was supposed to have them. And uh, I don't know if Zach reported me. Yeah, but I got an email from the pe- the Federation today. I am suspended uh, for an unspecified amount of time. So I want to apologize. That was wrong. I shouldn't have do that. And I will work very hard to regain your trust. So I just wanted to apologize. Please don't make a mockery of this. This I'm is BS.
1: Serious. This is not a thing. And now you've roped an adult man, Zach, who I'm assuming has a career and, is, and lives his life. And you are forcing him to lie in your bullshit and send me emails now. So I'm just saying that you all should be ashamed of yourself.
0: So anyway, my apologies to the Drag Race Podcast Federation. Lori, do you have anything to say? You know, I will accept whatever punishment you want to mete out.
1: <sighs> there's no punishment. There's no Federation. Let's just move on with the show. And you stop gaslighting me and everyone else. And also stop having people, listeners, send me emails saying that I'm going to get, I'm going to get a letter, I'm going to get written up by the Federation.
0: Wait, wait, I don't know about this. What are you talking about?
1: Listeners are sending me messages saying that I'm going to get written up by the Federation if I keep talking about it.
0: Well, that's funny to me, but I have been written up. I've been suspended for an unspecified amount of time because my uh hubris got the best of me and I asked for the scores, so... All right, this week the Boulet brothers pit the monsters in an arm wrestling tournament and order them to face off in a wrestling ring. In the end, Melissa B Fierce is named the winner of the challenge, while Eva Destruction and Hoso Teratoma are placed in the bottom 2. In a twist, both monsters are spared are spared, I'm sorry, from extermination with a warning that there will be consequences in the future. Uh, Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: Okay, so i I liked the challenge overall i okay, i do have sure. I do have an issue with something in it but I like the challenge overall mm-hmm. uh I really like the challenge overall um mm-hmm. I also will say that I liked um I, I don't know if we've talked about it enough but the boole brothers have really been coming for the, like out with great outfits mm-hmm. like their outfits are phenomenal mm-hmm. um And I really love the one they did today. And I'm going to even say a third thing. I love Katya as a judge. I thought I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. she's actually giving judge. She's actually judging. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was great. Um, What I didn't like was, I mean, if I'm being nitpicky, there's a couple of things. But overall, I would say the through line of Melissa and Astrid continuously saying, you know, Melissa's like, I'm going to beat you up and you're going to get taken. It's like, it's a fake fight guys mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. real you're mm-hmm. not gonna nothing's gonna happen like this it was so fake the whole through line of this episode that mm-hmm. i was just like I, it was just so it was disappointing to be honest with you yeah that whole through line
0: so yeah you and i have you and i have nearly identical in fact i think they are identical i think my just a little bit more general um likes and dislikes i thought it was a very fun theme i liked it it was a fun They've done it before, but this was a new take with a bigger budget, and I liked it. Uh, I also liked Katya as a judge. I didn't think all her jokes landed, but the actual judging was good. And the thing I didn't like was this contrived drama. Once again, and we'll get into it, we're all sick of this love triangle. I don't know why. They're, well, they're- I think they're beating to death because there's nothing else. To prove there's nothing else, and this is the second part, we have never heard about Astrid and Melissa hating each other. And all of a sudden now in this episode, they hate each other. And then they never give a specific why they hate each other. It's just that they it's well known that they hate each other.
1: Yeah. Also, there's actual legit drama going on in the episode. And it's being swept under the rug. Yeah. And they're just like, no, no, let's not focus on this. Let's focus on the fo- yeah. faux drama.
0: Yeah. this fake drama that's not real. That's never come up before. And then they never say, they don't. Even, but they didn't even come up with a, like a fake reason. Like, oh, it's they, just like, no, we all know that we don't like each other. You do? i don't never heard this before.
1: And then apparently Astrid really wants them to be friends. And so that's a thing that needs to be resolved. Will they won't be friends? It's like, who gives a shit? Why is mm-hmm. it that every single reality show competition, every person on there is like, I wonder if that's like a big thing with producers. It's like, be friends. Because I, if I was on a show, I would be like, I don't give a shit about any of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Lori, I, I want to address this before we dive right into the show. Do you know? Do you, I'm just going to ask you a question right now. We're not going to get into it, and I'll explain why. But do you know about all the extracurricular drama that's gone on this week with Dracula? Uh,
1: I I'm going to say no because I didn't know that there was drama. So. Okay.
0: So there's been a lot of drama surrounding and swirling around the show, but, and, and so what I'm going to tell people listening, and I'm gonna tell you is what Lori and I are going to do first is we are going to do the actual episode Okay, we're going to do the actual episode, Lori. And then after we do the episode, that's why I think we should be fast. Then we will talk about this crazy drama that happened this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. But let's. But I, I, I I feel like we can buzz through this episode. That's how I feel.
1: What I love is that I have some hard opinions about stuff, and I would really love if my heart, if I say something, and then later on, it's like, oh, I was totally wrong.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well, you have hard opinions on what you think the drama is.
1: Yeah. Well, I have hard opinions about some of the drama in the episode.
0: Oh. So I,
1: I, I would love it if, if it turns out that you know. I
0: was totally no, wrong the face. drama. The drama has not the drama is around the show, but it has nothing to do with the specific. It,
1: uh... So it has nothing to do with Coco saying that
0: somebody's been stealing her stuff. Right. No, no. OK. It has all nothing right. to do with any of the plot lines on the show. That's a good way of put it. it okay. Nothing to do with any of the plot lines on the show. It's extracurricular. It, uh, all right. So let's go. the well, So that's if everyone listening, stick around through the end of the show. Lori and I will discuss it, but we're going to buzz through this episode first. All right. After Abora's elimination, Astrid admits it was scary to be in the ghostly gallery, but knew it was Abora's time to leave, and Victoria defends her bottom two selection. The tension between Abora, Hoso, and Astrid bubbles up one more time. Lori, your thoughts on everything uh, post-elimination here in the boudoir.
1: I love how Coco has sort of resi- has sort of assigned herself this like overseer of like i've yeah. been telling y'all and it's like you've been starting this shit like let's also remember guys, none of this was brought up, none of the drama from last episode was brought up by Astrid Hoso or abora Same well, thing this i week. will say, I will say that I will say maybe hoso cuz she was like we're she was the one who was like oh i'm i'm sorry for a, you know like upset with the borough mm-hmm. when she made that joke right mm-hmm. but i mean it wasn't it wasn't expanded on by any of them mm-hmm. and and they and they keep blaming them and i just i am like it's was, so weird and also what i find so frustrating is i feel like astrid is trying to in a very political way say like Look, it's just, this is not my. I didn't do this. This was put upon mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. everyone's sort of like, oh, you're annoying. Yeah. And it's like, no, she's, she's right. She didn't do any of this. Yeah. Stop talking well, about it. It won't be talked
0: about. Yeah. One of the things I noticed this week, and I, I, I'm not going to go back and listen to watch all the episodes to see if this is true, but I noticed it for sure to this episode, and I imagine it's true. As far as we've seen in the confessionals, Coco. Never has a positive word to say. Stop. Full stop. Right. But also, she never has a positive word to say about any of the other queens. Anything she says about any other queen is shady or like they're dumb or no one is as smart as she is. And there's a lot of like about how wonderful. Like if you think about it, one of Coco's theories is that somebody is stealing her shit or fucking up with her shit because she is so rad that they can't they want to stop her and i'm like she is, is she? such
1: a threat in this competition yeah that she someone is it's great and also it's like i mean we'll get to it but i mean it, it's funny to me just how how ridiculous that is and how everyone's just like man eh, that's not true yeah. um and and but that's just her her hubris Mm-hmm. is to be like and then also what I love is you see how Astrid through you know Melissa and Coco make fun of everyone, and you see how astrid through and said something about you know granted it didn't really land that well about the mm-hmm. circumcision thing yeah. and said like oh your your thing you know it was a little it was it was rough, I will say the joke didn't land. But then every Coco and Melissa were like, "Oh." Like they looked so offended. And it's like, "Bitch, I, you
0: make that, fun of everybody." I know. This is the part that gets me mad. It's like what's good for the goose is is not good for the gander here. I don't know if I use that phrase correctly. But what I'll say though is is that like they can dish it out, but they can't take it. They all the, Melissa too, but really Coco more than Melissa. They just sit there and talk so much shit about everyone to their faces, like if you think about it, Coco is angry, right? Because she's hated Abora from the very beginning, which I don't know why, and she's yes. mad at Hoso that Hoso could. Okay, no matter what you feel about how Hoso treated Abora,
1: well, I don't even think it said she hated Abora. I think she kept saying that Abora is intentionally causing
0: this drama. Okay, but no which is just what, not true. What what what? No matter what you think about Hoso and how she's behaved in the Bora situation, the one thing you can't deny is Hoso has genuine affection for Abora. Now she has it on a friend level, not a a romantic level, but she has genuine affection for her. And Coco is mad that the people were like friends with Abora and defended her. Like how fucking dare you? I've been saying this from the beginning, and now and by the way, yeah. F- Fuck Hoso for, like, throwing her friend uh, under the bus immediately as soon as the friend leaves. Because, yeah. again, I brought it up last week, and it's true this week. Everybody is fucking afraid of Coco. Coco is this, like, like fragile ego that they all, like, are so afraid of, like, upsetting her. And I don't know why. It is so batshit crazy.
1: If any one of them, anyone else, I'm including Melissa on this. If any mm-hmm. one of them said half of the stuff that Coco said, yeah. they would be like, no, you're wrong. That's ridiculous. Why would you say that? Yes, and, but, I put that but in but my notes fact, about the stealing. But the fact that Coco says it, they for some reason have to give it a second. Like, like it's almost to me, it's like, uh, and we might disagree on this, but it's almost like when people say like, oh, we, you have to share both sides as far as like left and right politics right when it's Mm -hmm. like no not when the right is being anti-semitic and and homophobic like you don't get you don't have to share both sides Mm -hmm. but so i kind of feel that way i feel that way with i feel a little bit like that with coco is like she's it's so outlandish and so crazy that that the people that they're like they're like well we have to hear her out it's like why why do you have to hear her out it's insane what she's saying. She's constantly making herself the victim. She's constantly putting herself in a position where she, she's causing the drama and yet telling people stop
0: causing the drama. It's it's very insane. Now, I do want to go on Eva now. Eva is so wily. I don't know what the right, the right oh word my. is here, but she's like, am I being honest? Abora is my friend, but she's a piece of shit. And so Coco, I'm so... And everybody's like... And then it's just like you see her playing both sides of the fence so blatantly in front of us, and I'm like, wow, this bitch. I wouldn't, I could never. If I was Eva's friend, I'm not even being funny. If I was Eva's friend, not involved in the show, and I watched the show, big, like, I don't know that I could trust her as my friend. Like, what is she saying about me behind my back?
1: No, and also like what I find so interesting is that you know she constantly is making other people's like drama her drama. Mm-hmm. And then not not helping them. She's just adding to it. And
0: mm-hmm. then what I
1: love is that she's she's constantly saying, Oh, I'm a
0: different person than season three. It's like, no, you're worse. <laughs> no, she really isn't. Um, and then my final point that I want to make here, and it's actually just getting into I just want to point this out because I actually wrote it down and we kind of touched on it. So everyone's just sticking around, and it usually is Melissa, and again it's Melissa, and by the way, I want the record to show I don't blame Melissa here. I actually think the producers tell her to say this, so I don't. I don't blame Melissa, but it's Melissa just randomly says out of the blue. So this is a word for word thing. So, talking to a Hoso and a, and Astrid. So, how do you two feel now that Abora is gone? No one has brought up Abora or the love triangle, and yeah. now they they then they ask them, and then everyone starts yelling at them like, oh, we're so sick of this!" And I'm like, "Yeah." You brought it up. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Uh, so then they get called to the main stage, and uh, we learn from the Boulets that for this week's main challenge, the monsters will have to create at badass rock and roll wrestling looks, choose and style a custom wig, and choreograph a Royal Rumble tag team wrestling match in competing teams of three. For this week's Fright Feet, the monsters will arm wrestle each other until one monster is left standing, winning the right to assign the teams for the challenge. In the boudoir, the monsters go arm to arm, and Coco reigns supreme, winning... The fright feet. Lori, your thoughts on everything main stage fright feet, all that jazz.
1: Who? Um. Okay. What I loved for the, when they showed them listening to it is just the looks of like. Like, uh, there was one point where they cut to and She just nodding when she's mm-hmm. watching the belay brothers. And it's just like, why do they need to show them? Like, yeah. just show the, just show the, the belay brothers, have them give their thing and then just cut and cut back. But they kept having to cut to them and it was just such ridiculous stuff. I just thought it was so stupid, um, I think the thing that I, I was a little perturbed by was that they then go to the, the boudoir, right They go mm-hmm. back to the, the coven or whatever it's called mm-hmm. and um, then they try on the wigs and then they talk some more and then they do the arm wrestling and then that when they talk when they talk they're talking about that's when the astrid Melissa beef starts going. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh, are they gonna re- actually like physically wrestle? Mm -hmm. like they for the fright fee i thought i heard arm wrestling and then they Mm -hmm. were like no we're just gonna arm wrestle and i was like oh well why did not they just do wrestling why did they have to arm wrestle like that didn't make any like even later in the episode they talk about how oh i really wish we could have done mud wrestling it's like why didn't you oh i'll tell you
0: exactly oh no i'll tell you exactly why they didn't do mud wrestling oh um yeah because when they did the mud wrestling in season one, that was when they were a rinky dink little show on YouTube that Johnny McGovern produced, right? And they were just anything went, it was, anything goes on that show. Now they are, you know, Shutter is owned by like AMC, I want to say, and then or TCM or one of those big companies, right? And it's a big corporation who is doing the show, and there's no fucking way they are going to allow people to uh, do actual wrestling. Uh, especially in the mud because of insurance reasons and whatnot. A hundred percent for liability. They're not doing that. That's something they did in the YouTube days. So, okay. yeah. So that's why it was like fake and like really weak fake wrestling. Like just stunt, uh, basically stunt work. Um, My favorite, going back to the main stage, is Dracmorta Because so what they do is they clearly cut in, just to make it more interesting, they cut in the girls cheering at weird times. Because at one point, Dracmorda says... This is in the middle, by the way. It's not like they're in the middle of explaining the challenge. And she goes, and, you know, for this, I hope you brought your teasing comb. And the girls, she just says, I hope you brought your teasing comb. They lose their motherfucking mind. They go, yeah! Yeah. I I,
1: I love that part. Well, first they cheer. When they come in, right, which they've been doing every time, and then they go, "I hope you brought your teasing combs," and they're like, "Teasing combs!" Yeah. <laughs>
0: like it's so they're excited. Like,
1: we we did bring that. I yeah. knew we needed. It. Like they all look yeah. at each other, like they're so excited, and I was yeah. just like, "What?"
0: Yeah, and then yeah, you go to the boudoir, and then they just random do product placement for Arda wigs. Like, oh, I always love it when they lend us Arda wigs, and I was like, "Okay, Queen, calm down." Um. By the way, I was thinking that. I'm sorry, you know the product placement was really annoying. By the way, you know what I was thinking about with Hoso and Astrid and Abora. They need yeah. to go. They need to go to BetterHelp.com/slash Drag Race and use the offer code Drag Race and get themselves some high quality online therapy. That's BetterHelp.com/slash no, Drag Race.
1: There's no way they're gonna be able to schedule all that and get all that done in, in they're in different locations, Joe. Oh,
0: Lori, it's all online. And so they what? can do it from anywhere in the world. Yep. And you can be by the way, if they don't like the therapist, uh first of all, they'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And if they don't like the 48 therapist 48 hours. Yep. They it's easily just changed to another therapist. Yeah. So anyway, I'll I'll message oh, I'm them gonna... privately.
1: I'm gonna check that out. By the way, I thought that was so stupid that they did that product placement in the middle of that episode. It was awful. Like, yeah, it was
0: so dumb. Like, who do they think we are? By the way, this is, yeah, you're right, this is where they start talking about the feud between Astrid and Melissa, and like, oh, but they act like everybody knows they hate each other. I'm like, they do? Do you know anything about it? Have we heard about this already?
1: Well, was it Astrid? Who was it when they were at the, um, when they were at the, the uh, Ren Fair, That was
0: uh, Abora.
1: That was Abora and Melissa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I have no... I, just... I didn't know. Oh, didn't wait see... a
0: minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I know what they're referring to. Oh, my God. This is so nothing. They so built this up. Remember in the last episode in the boudoir after the elimination, Melissa told Astrid, well, you were being really annoying to the director.
1: Oh yeah. Well, she said if she wasn't on that team, she would have been in first place.
0: Yeah, but that's not a. F- they so they so built that up. Um, by the way, what did you think of this arm wrestling fright feat? Like that's not a fright feat.
1: Well, what? Okay, so again, this is the thing that frustrates me: is they said. In the beginning of the season that if you do not complete a fright feat or if you, you yeah. know, they're going to do the fright feats and somebody's going to be eliminated and yeah. another person's going to come in. But they have not given them any stakes into which that could happen. No. So why not make it a fright feat where or our wrestling competition where you have to like, I don't know, do something where if you lose the, first, you know, if you're the loser, then. You go home or, you know, I don't know, something, something, make it, the, have stakes. There's no mm-hmm. stakes to it.
0: By the Who way. Who did you
1: think was going to win when... Uh... I
0: actually thought it was going to be Melissa, if I'm being honest. I was actually surprised it was Coco. But then, you know, but once Coco won, it made sense. She doesn't have I huge be, yeah. I thought it was going to
1: be, I thought it was going to be either Eva or Coco.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, I was surprised at how weak Eva was. Yeah. But, um, what... The one thing I I was confused on was the, so, what was it? The first one was uh Hoso and Victoria, Mm-hmm. and then it was, and then who was after that? It was I Eva. don't know. Who cares? Why? But but no, because I feel like they skipped somebody when they got no, to the no no. I
0: thought so too. So on the second viewing, I wrote it down. They didn't skip somebody. What happened was, uh, there are only six queens, so they didn't. They only did two matches. No, they did three matches. But then they only did like they had because they only did six queens. Coco had to go. They had to skip that second round. They had to skip a match in the second round. I did the math. Everybody went. Oh, but yes, it did. Okay. I was. I was like you. I thought the same thing. And then when I went back, I go, oh, because they only had six queens, they had to like knock out one of the matches. It was really strange. Uh, all right. One more thing I had to say was. Oh, that's so! I saw someone online say, "Imagine if you were in drag, you got to jump out of a plane, and then this week the fright Feet is arm wrestling." <laughs>
1: yes, you know. <laughs> or, or you had to like mud wrestle, and or then get now they're doing buried arm wrestling. alive.
0: You had to get buried yeah. alive. Yeah, oh,
1: get buried alive with the bugs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my I'm god! Like,
0: now it's arm wrestling.
1: Now it's arm wrestling. Yeah.
0: Right in the boudoir, Coco splits up the monsters into teams. Coco chooses Eva and Melissa for their team, leaving Victoria, Astrid, and Hoso on the other team. For the stunt wrestling training, the monsters get a lesson in stunt wrestling from fight choreographer Emmy. They each take turns pulling hair, bitch slapping, and hitting each other with folding chairs. On floor show day, the girls walk in talking trash. Coco seeks revenge on Victoria for snatching her prom queen crown. Melissa and Astrid use their existing tension as inspiration, while Eva and Hosa struggle to come up with a reason to fight. Uh, Lori, a lot to cover here. We have the rehearsal, the floor show day, all that any uh notes you have for any of this stuff
1: um yeah the melissa thing was annoying and then and then it i thought it was i did think it was kind of funny that coco was kind of jumping on it as a game Mm -hmm. because i do feel like this is the time where you could say it you know and um i don't know i just uh i thought it was a little you know it was just like okay it was a little redundant Mm -hmm. but um I do. I I will say I genuinely laugh when Ava was like, uh, Hoso, what are we? And what do we have?" And Hoso's like genuine respect for each other.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought everyone, that was funny. Everyone fucks with Hoso. Okay, I know why they do this. You know, they have a limited resources and whatnot. But I still love the, when they walk out of the room like, so they leave they're done with the fright feet and they go like and they've picked the teams like okay well let's get out of here and go to rehearsal for the match and they walk out and they walk right back into the room they were just in and now there are mats on the floor and the woman's like hi i'm the trainer
1: yeah and then i also love that they're all wearing the same clothes
0: oh yeah same um, clothes and everything I, I
1: like the i like the fact that they showed the trainer i really like that oh was she hot uh, did you
0: think she was hot was she your style
1: uh she was a little skinny for mm. my taste oh, but right. she she did seem very beautiful yeah um but i i wish that they had shown more like her showing them the stuff but i mean mm-hmm. it, you know that's that's kind of like that's nitpicky yeah um i i thought they really took to it I thought they did really well
0: Yes, they did. But the woman has basically told them, here are the things you're going to be doing. Okay, this is how it's going to work. Let's practice these moves. And then later, as she's training other people, they're like, "Okay, so this is how it's going to work. We're stronger than they are. And there we come all. Do they not know this is fake?
1: But see, that's the through line that throughout this entire episode that I thought was so stupid is that they keep saying, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to that we're stronger than they are. We're just going to take them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, this is rehearsed. Yeah. You are
0: rehearsing this yeah. like ne- no one believes uh, you. No one believes this. I could see them believing it before they met with Emmy, the trainer. But like once they meet with her, how are they like, oh, yeah, this is still going to be a thing. It's It's very, very strange. Uh, going to floor show day. There, Eva's explaining everything that's going on. She says Melissa and Astrid are fighting because they have beef. And like we said, what does that mean? Now we've kind of figured out where they're going up, but they didn't give any specifics. But then they were like, "Oh," and then this person, this person is fighting because this reason. They actually named the reason. Um, by the way, now for those of you listening on the public feed. There is a show that we do on Patreon called Sydney Gaze. And on that show, in one of the episodes, uh, one of the Sydney Gaze says he was inspired by himself. Lori, did you catch Eva saying that she was inspired by herself? Yes. I was like, who says that? Who was surprised by that, though? No one was surprised by it, but it was still so ridiculous. Okay, well, that is; those are all the notes I have for up until then. Do you have any other notes, Lori? Have we said everything you want to say? Um, yeah, all right. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we come back? We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we are gonna discuss the floor show. Uh, we'll talk about how you want to do it, Laura. I already apologize, but uh, we'll do the floor show and then we'll finish the episode. Then we'll talk about the drama that happened today. All right, we'll be back right after this. You have the official Drag Race Federation notes in front of you. I do. Uh, how are we gonna do this? Because you have them. Am I still gonna give my idea of what the looks are?
1: Yeah. Here's what I'll do. Um, uh, uh, you give your your, and then I will give you a thumbs up if if the Federation said it's right, or thumbs up thumbs down if it says it's wrong.
0: Okay. And I want to show something here, Lori, and you can look and you can match if you want. I have my notes. So you can already see that I took real notes. Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: And I'll share I can share my screen. Do you, do you can you see can I share my screen or
0: well, well I don't know why we need to. You can just tell me. Oh. Uh, Alright.
1: <laughs> okay. I cut the cut the feet of my screen. So I don't know all if I right.
0: there. To... Hosoteratoma. She had sort of like a really silly sort of anime take on wrestling. I actually really liked it, even though it was like probably not what the Boulets were looking for. I really liked the look. I'm going to give it um, a B+. Oh, I'm sorry. You're wrong. Um, myself and the Federation
1: said that it's laid, And there was a, actually what it said on here is it's extravaganza galore.
0: All right. Next one was Eva Destruction. I didn't hate it as much as the Boulet Brothers dude did. Okay, mm-hmm. but it was very whatever. I mean, I think I met the challenge, but it didn't do anything special. I'm gonna give it a C.
1: Wrong again. Um, the hair was. Uh, it says on the the uh, drag race. Uh, Federation paper. The hair was fierce, but wearing sweatpants took him down a peg. Mm. Gave it a, a B. A B. What do you give it? You don't
0: agree. I'm gonna say it's a B. Uh Melissa B. Fierce. Oh, I thought it was great. I give it an A. I thought it was great too. And the Federation thought it was
1: great. We both give it an A. Uh, Coco Uh, the Federation and myself. Wow, we are on par today with the Federation. I am really shocked. We both gave it a D. The outfit was not impressive and her lying that someone was stealing it. Uh, is re- or damaging her stuff is ridiculous.
0: Oh, uh, I'm so sorry, Laurie. <clears throat> you guys no. are you guys are wrong. Uh, no,
1: no, the are you saying the Federation is wrong? Well,
0: since I'm no longer a member of the Federation, obviously, if they go off what I did, wow, okay, Victoria Black. I gave this an A, I thought it was amazing. I loved it.
1: Uh, a plus for myself and the Federation.
0: I'll give it to you guys close enough and then finally astrid aurelia um it was fine better than average i gave it a b minus uh
1: the federation and myself gave it an a the bright color palette set her apart and she was a great heel in the fight uh,
0: i'm so sorry man. <clears throat> i'm wow you, i don't you know sh- if you'll be let back into the federation that well, you, you know made i'm mad at the federation Why are you mad at yourself? Because I'm the one that pays... I'm I'm not mad at myself. I'm mad at this federation. I pay to be... Do you ever pay to be a member?
1: No, because it's not real.
0: Lori. So let me ask you this. What do you think is happening? Because this is ridiculous.
1: I think you, a grown man, who's almost possibly 50, made up a federal, quote-unquote, drag race... Performer Federation podcast federation mm-hmm. just because what you play in this game is everyone has to guess what you wa- what you are deciding is the right answer. And so you, then instead why instead of would... just admitting oh. you are made up a federation. Okay,
0: then if that were the case, wouldn't I have sent you my scores today? You did. No. Here are my yes. scores right here. Look. You sent me your scores. No, Zach sent you the Federation scores. You sent me your
1: scores. I edited them. I edited it so that way I could prove to you that you did not actually send me your scores. Or wait, no, you sent me your scores, but I could prove to you that the Drag Race Federation doesn't exist. All right. Start! (laughs) Start! Star just texted me. She's in the living room. She said, I got an email from the Federation (laughs) for you to stop.
0: You see? The Federation is real. I didn't email Star right now. Wow. Wow. You guys. You are adults. Laurie, just because you don't believe doesn't make it not true. All right. You're
1: roping Star into this. On the
0: main stage, Coco brings up concerns about sabotage before Melissa B. Fierce is named the winner of the challenge, and Eva Destruction and Teratoma are placed in the bottom too, in the cauldron, Hoso comforts Astrid when Hoso lands in the bottom, while Coco struggles to keep her straw before spilling her drink uh, on her huge titties. No monsters own up to stealing Coco's drag, and Astrid tries to blame it on Coco being messy. Eva hypes herself up with a monologue about how she deserves to be a titan before Hoso takes her turn to make her case to stay. lot to discuss here, Lori. lot to discuss. Any thoughts yes. you have on the judging, on the main stage, on everything that happens in the cauldron?
1: uh i like the judge i i really i really did like katya there i thought she did a great job kind of mm-hmm. giving the the queens you know razzing them a little bit mm-hmm. um i i i I honestly i i i just i can't imagine in my wildest dreams that somebody is actually trying to sabotage coco it just doesn't make
0: sense well, to let's, me let's actually break it down we'll get to that i want to analyze that but we know what we didn't talk about was the wrestling match you have any thoughts on the wrestling match
1: you know, I liked it. I did feel it went a little long. Yeah. Um, and I thought there were some angles that they were shooting. Like, they were shooting, like, down. Sometimes they were shooting down t- towards the ropes. So a lot of it was was kind of not really visible. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is just where they were, you know? But Well, overall, no, I it, think... it would hide
0: the fakeness of it, too. Oh,
1: that's true. I think overall, I mean, look, I could critique it to high heaven. And mm-hmm. you know that I have... I have that ability. Yeah. Um, but I, with the limited amount of practice time and the fact that they, like, just learned the choreo, I thought they did a great job. I'm not going to yeah. say that I thought it was the best wrestling I've ever seen, um, but I thought it... You know, I thought they did a pretty darn good job.
0: What did you think of these announcers?
1: Uh, Are they... Do they... They didn't, they didn't look familiar, but they sound very familiar.
0: They work on the show. One of them's the director. And I don't know who the other guy is, but I think... I know that there was some scandal with one of like the twinks who works on the show where he like left his long term boyfriend to date a producer. It's just we don't remember it, and I don't know if that was the guy that did that. But it's, I know they work on the show, some sort of producer aspect. Really? Yeah. I just thought oh. they were kind of annoying. They, you know, they were trying to be like uh, Fred Willard and the other guy. Well, here's the thing: is you needed a straight man, and they were both wanting to be the hilarious comedian.
1: Yeah. They wanted to be the Fred Willard. They
0: both wanted to be Fred Willard from Best in Show, but there was the, the what makes it great is the British guy being the straight man to him makes it as funny as it is. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um What did you think of Coco's giant titties?
1: So, I will say when I first saw them, I was like for the love of Christ. This mm-hmm. again. But then I felt like she actually did kind of use them in a funny way. And then I felt like um, Astrid kind of used them in a funny way. I will say, though, that Astrid did get a little like. There were moments where I was like, are th- is this consensual? <laughs> like, are you. Is this okay to do? Like, I felt like Astrid was a little too free. Are you sure you with- about
0: Victoria? Victoria was the one that was basically having sex with Coco.
1: Oh, no. Okay. I guess it was Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Victoria was like. And I was just like. I don't know. I felt a little uncomfortable watching that part, but.
0: So the, yeah, Coco's titties, they were funny, but I was like, and we'll come back to something in the judges panel later. I'm all like, but is she now Gallagher? And is she a prop? Call? Is she, uh, uh, carrot tops? Yes. It, like, yes. The, if, if your whole being is the one prop or the one thing, then you've failed, you know, and, and drag queens can do that. And you see drag queens do this all the time where I feel India Farrah on drag race was like this. Where their whole essence is built around their breastplate, and in this thing, yes. like Coco's look was terrible. The only thing that kind of saved her was this um, uh, big titty thing. They did this thing. that actually think they did a really good job with sound effects. But you know, right below where the announcers were, they were the announcers were on, sitting on a raised. They were, they were sitting where the where the girls go to the trap doors are. That's where the announcers were sitting. And it's on oh. this big giant platform, and they had a screen on there, and the screen, this was very clever, was showing a crowd cheering and yelling, and then they use sound effects, and I will say it really did sort of give the illusion that they were in front of a live audience, you know? Yeah. And so you sort of felt like it, and what it really good sound design and and, and making that illusion work. Um, here's what's funny. So, and I don't know how they made this mistake, but they would do those like. Uh, shots from below and whenever they did those shots from below they didn't always match even it was really good because you're focusing on the action but if you watch carefully the announcers when they're showing from below are sometimes there and then sometimes not like in within seconds of each other i don't know where the announcers were but there was a part where the announcers weren't there and so they'll vanish and, and appear and re and re and vanish again and it was very distracting And then, yes, I was very, it was very weird that Victoria was straight up fucking Coco. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Coco and Victoria are fucking. There is some sort of weird tension between them in the boudoir. I could see that. Yeah.
1: I could see that. I also will say this, and, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm not, I haven't been the biggest Eva fan, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as the episodes go on, but I will give her credit for, she was very vocal. Yeah. During, it. and I thought that was like not a lot of them were that vocal. And I th- actually thought that helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So credit to her.
0: Uh, all right. Now, going on to the judgment, uh, the judges panel, the second Drac said she didn't want to, well, remember the, when, okay, remember when she and E and uh, Swan are talking by themselves? And when, when Drac goes, I don't know, it was so good. I don't think I really, I don't think I want to drop anybody. I'm like, no oh, yes. one's going home today. Like, yeah. they pretty much just gave that one away today.
1: I, I will say I didn't pick it up then, but as soon as Eva said, I can't see myself going home, and I can't see, or maybe it was Hoso. Hoso said, no, I can't it was see Eva, Eva You were right. It
0: was you're right. It was Eva.
1: And and then and then I can't see, I go, Oh, they're not getting rid of anyone.
0: <laughs> I was not surprised at all. So anticlimactic. Um, then Drax says to Astrid, Astrid, is that a bodysuit I see there? And Astrid goes, it's the last one, I swear. And I'm like, this whole illusion that the girls didn't bring the outfits. Like, how are you like, I don't like you wearing bodysuits. And then they break, like, this is what they fucking brought. I mean, what is she going to do?
1: Yeah. Well, also, I just, I find. With that kind of judging, I find it's like then you have to be that way with everyone, you know. Because if you're gonna judge somebody on continuously doing the same thing, then why aren't you fucking doing that with Coco? Which Mm -hmm. to a point they did, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they did it to the extent that that they did with Ash.
0: Hosa is really great, but Hosa does the same thing every week.
1: Hosa does it. I mean, they essentially all do. Yeah, you know. And so, I mean, except for maybe Victoria. But by the way, I, I don't
0: know. The fucking Boulay brothers do the same shit every week that's true like you're talking about how great I mean, their outfits the... look i'm sure they do but i'm all don't all the outfits there's some sort of black vampire mistress of the night kind of thing
1: yeah yeah
0: that's fair yeah um so here's one of the things i want to talk about i'm gonna go back to coco's titties for a second they were like ugh oh, we hate the outfit but those titties great i was loving it they're an a a nine i don't know whatever right coco clearly bought the fucking titties right yeah and then yeah. just a week or two ago they came after eva and they're like did you buy that bodysuit online yes and like, and oh by the yeah way, eva's bodysuit was like just one little kind of minor part of her outfit the outfit on top of the bodysuit was amazing and they came for her for buy i don't want to see any purchased bodysuits on here and then yeah Coco's whole outfit was his his giant breastplate she bought.
1: That was her entire outfit. Yeah. She had no other outfit.
0: Yeah. And they don't read her for just buying a breastplate. Okay. And then let's get to the sort of big controversy from today. We've talked about it a little bit. Coco makes it known on the main stage that she thinks someone is sabotaging her and her outfits. What were your thoughts on this, Laurie?
1: totally fake made up i don't think it's real i, I agree. think honestly i kind of agree with astrid i think that she's just disorganized my question to I mean, you
0: though is do you think coco thinks it's real or not
1: uh i do i mm-hmm. could see that i could look i could see it being like I could see her wanting to start drama or Mm -hmm. wanting to like have a thing Mm -hmm. and her just going like, well, this is happening. So, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, but the fact that even Melissa isn't behind her, I think shows that nobody believes her. Like even Melissa was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, and it really truly does. Look, if it, if it does end up being a thing, then, you know, kudos for Coco. But it just is like, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why mm-hmm. would any? And also, it it, it it makes no sense. Why would you do that and sabotage your and sabotage somebody who? I mean, I could see if Victoria was like, yeah, somebody's really trashing my outfit. Yes,
0: but not Coco. And it comes up again in the cauldron, and again, and when I want to bring it up in the cauldron. Why is everyone afraid to call Coco out on her shit? Like they're so like oh well Coco I guess we believe you but it's just really weird we haven't seen anything I'm like if this were anybody else if Abora said you guys are sabotaging my shit they would have lost their motherfucking mind
1: and well, also, I think the main reason is that she's a shitty communicator
0: I think that's why
1: I think because you know that if she if she says something she says you're, you're if if you try and call her out. And she doesn't agree with you she's just going to shut you down and she's not she's not looking for a, a, a conversation she's looking to yell at somebody or to make fun of someone or to you know put someone down so you know if you called out Meli- even melissa if you called out melissa or ash or something they'd be like yeah let's have a they want to have a conversation about it yeah coco doesn't want to have a conversation
0: yeah it's really but they but they kowtow to this they acquiesce just, she just says something and it's like Moses came down from Mount uh, with the tablets from the mountain, and they're like, Oh my god, oh, you know what it really is like is when you have like a really temperamental celebrity and they have a, a team of assistants who are like, Oh, don't say no, 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 no don't say that around her, blah, 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 you know, yeah, and that's what it feels like. It's very, very, very strange and very disconcerting. Do you think that the payment that's going to be after? So, oh, let me finish this up here. Uh, On the main stage, Eva and Hoso climb the staircase of souls of the ghostly gallery. In the end, both names are called, but both monsters are spared, leaving seven in the competition. Uh, Before we get to any final thoughts on the episode, Lori, do you think there's going to be now a double elimination?
1: They did say it would have future consequences, so I could see that. Um, I could see maybe there being a top three, a bo- or a bottom three, or something mm-hmm. like. Well, they also mentioned in this episode that something like if you're, you know, now that we're getting later in the competition, if you're safe, that's not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it could be one of those things where you pick, they pick a winner, and then everyone else is in the bottom. Yeah. Um, but then it would just be like, how do they make that happen? You know. Yeah. Um, but I think, th- uh, I will say that I forgot to mention this. I did genuinely laugh out loud when Eva was giving her speech and Coco was desperately trying to get that straw off the floor. That was genuinely a very funny moment. So, I mean,
0: <laughs> you know, honestly, it's very you. I could see yeah. myself giving some speech and you're doing the same thing,
1: but it just, her speech felt very season yeah. three, yeah. which was kind of funny. Cause she, her, her speech was a, mostly about how she's not, the same drag queen she was yeah. in season three mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god uh eva and then coco's just like trying to get this job the floor oh man all right was well, Lori,
0: before we wrap up the show i'm going to tell you about this drama but you know how on the on dragula they have those little interstitials between scenes so we're going to do an interstitial and okay. then when we come back we're going to talk about the drama It's been a while since we played this music, Lori, but whenever there's drama in the air, we have to play the dramatic strings. So, Lori, you know nothing about this drama? Okay. No, I know nothing. So I'm going to give you a rundown, a very basic rundown, and we'll kind of treat it like we do any episode, okay? I'll give you little cheat pieces and chunks, and then we'll talk about it, okay? So a few weeks ago... Saint. Do you remember the drag queen Saint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was at Roscoe's, which is a gay bar in Chicago, a well-known like place where they have viewing parties. Probably the most famous viewing party bar in the country. Okay? Okay. And so they'll have famous drag queens or queens who are involved in the show come to the viewing party and answer questions and whatnot. So Saint was really drunk. Okay. And in that, she... Spoke out of turn uh, a bit. She, s- one, I don't know if it was the same event at Roscoe's, but at one time, I don't know if it was the same one or a different one, she spilled that Erica and Yavska go home early. So people were already mad about that. Again, I don't know if it was the same episode or not, but she said she was really angry. She did not like Yavska. And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially alluded to the fact that she did not like Yavska because Yavska claimed... Well, Yaska wanted credit from Saint, and she had accused Saint of stealing her look, her style, for... Remember on Dragula Resurrection, she wore that all-white wedding gown thing?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, according to Saint, Yaska claimed that she wanted Saint to give her credit for that, and that Yos- and that Saint was like, what? I'm, what? Whatever, right? So says this at the um, Roscoe's viewing party, Whatever. Time goes on. People are talking about it on Reddit. And Yavska sees this on Reddit. Okay? Okay. And, uh... Hold on, the music. I forgot. I didn't put the music on a loop. Yavska sees this on Reddit and is like, What? Hold on. Give me a second. And comes back with receipts on Instagram. Yavska didn't know about this. She saw it on Reddit. Comes back with receipts on Instagram and is like, Shows that Saint actually reached out to Yavska and was like, Hey, bitch, you know, like I was just on resurrection or whatever, and your look really inspired me. My look on this was inspired by you. And Yavska makes a joke about, um, Oh, haha, I'm gonna sue you or something, but it was joking clearly. And then they have a pleasant conversation, and that's the end. So let's stop right there, and then we'll go on. What do you think about all that?
1: Oh wow, that's crazy! So she threw uh, Yaska under the bus, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah.
0: Wow. And Yaska that's came back shitty. with receipts, and so yeah, okay, so that's shitty. Okay, so we'll move on. So that's that's only part one, Lori, of a multi chapter drama. Okay. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have no thoughts on that? So do you think do you think Satan's in the wrong? What do you think here?
1: I mean, Saint's clearly in the wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, She could have, you know, it could have just been something that maybe got out of hand. Mm-hmm. And she just, because she was drunk, she just didn't know how to regulate. Okay. All right. Um, But yeah. I all know. right.
0: So obviously this is all the rage on Reddit, this drama.
1: Has, she, has Saint apologized?
0: Not for that. No, exactly anything. She's kind of like doubled down a little bit. Like she's sort of like, she's twisted it. You know, she spun what Yaska said, like, almost like, see? Okay, <laughs> like, it's really weird. Okay. okay. So what this does is it starts a conversation on Reddit. Okay. And what we learn is a lot of the drag queens, uh, particularly of color, don't like Saint. And they start tweeting and making social media posts like, see, this is the girl we always knew she was, blah, 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 right? And then Meatball chimes in, because everyone's like, "Yeah, we nobody like Saint." If you actually talk to a Dracula girl, n- nobody likes Saint, right? So then Meatball chimes in, and Meatball's like, "Yeah, you know, especially since she s- sends uh, screenshots of private conversations to the Boulet brothers." And everyone's like, what? "What? What? Yeah." So then everyone's in a mystery about that, but then, um. Who's the queen that comes forward? About she's a different queen, a different queen of color. And
1: this was all on Reddit
0: and Twitter. It was going around Twitter oh, and Reddit okay. for that. So then this is all on Twitter now. So Meatball says that on Twitter. Then this other queen of color, I can't remember who she was. She was on season. I think she, I feel like she was in season three or four. Uh, I gotta see who the cast members are. But she comes out and she actually spills the tea on what Meatball is alluding to okay and so she says that there was after season three but before season four and even before resurrection um that there was a private convers, a private group text thread among the queens of color okay and um hold on what is this i'm trying to see here season three I'm trying to oh, here's why. Uh, I'm so let me see da, 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 da. Maxi Glamour. Thank you. Maxi Glamour comes forward and says, look, there was this private group text thread among the Black queens who had been on Dragula. and in this private group text thread, we sort of talked about it was around it actually centered around the George Floyd uh, tragedy and how they were kind of basically sharing their feelings and feeling, sharing their pain. And then they were also talking about how they felt that the show had not done right by them. The sh- they felt very, the show was not fair to them. Okay. And I guess they talked about this. Okay. Okay. Saint copied, took screenshots of that private conversation and sent it to the Boulay brothers. No. Yes. What? And, yes. And then the queen. Wow. They, they didn't make a direct accusation but they're like oh it's kind of funny how she won resurrection right after that and made it onto season four you know uh
1: i don't know that seems a little too conspiratorial okay so but... what do you think of that Lori? i mean that's very shitty that she did that mm-hmm. i mean do they do they do they have proof that she did that
0: well Satan has apologized Oh, she apologized. So then Saint writes a really lengthy apology. Okay. Okay. And and basically, like, in her apology, she sort of gives an explanation. And her explanation was that these girls were talking about their experience on Dracula, but Saint did not share that experience. She had a positive, wonderful experience on Dracula. But she thought that what these girls were saying was very important and very serious and very real and that the Boulay brothers should know about it because that way they could fix it. Even though that wasn't her experience, she thought it was important that the Boulay brothers knew that there was this problem and that people were feeling this way. And that she said it genuinely came from a very good place and she was trying to help them. And But she apologized. that She did something wrong, but it really came from a good place. Any thoughts of that?
1: I I call bullshit. Okay,
0: so then Kendra. Because, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Because if that was th- the case, she what she could have, what she would have done is is had them send like an email or something, mm-hmm. not just take pictures of the chat and yeah. send it out to.
0: So then Kendra Onyx comes out and is like, "Oh great, Queen. Then why did you tell everybody it was me who sent it?" So I guess Saint, when they were trying to figure out who sent it to the Boulay brothers, she blamed Kendra Onyx. What? Yes. So that's where that is right now. On a side note, Meatball comes out and says that uh, the Boulay brothers, and I believe this is the part where he said, there's one where he said he had four witnesses, but there was one where the Boulay brothers told Meatball that um, he couldn't consider himself or she. I don't know how they how they identify that he or she could not consider themselves uh, black because he or she was or they were adopted. And what? Um, how does that make sense? I don't, meatball, I, I don't is know.
1: Is she is she mixed? Is she mixed race? Is meatball mixed? I race? I don't know
0: what her background her background, is, but she was adopted by white parents. So How she, does that make
1: sense? That's oh, that's horrible.
0: Yeah. So, and then there's one. Let me see here. Let me see if I'm missing anything here. Everyone, blah, 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 blah. Okay, and if there's one, the meatball then drops a bomb by recounting the time the Boulets got caught saying that meatball shouldn't consider herself black. Or speak on POC issues because she was adopted by white parents. Um, wow! And that Meatball mentions that there were three people in the room who confirmed it, um, and that they that people chime in about how like the boules call Meatball a, ball a hood rat on season one, and on their episode of Wow's Couples for Cash, they had dressed up in ghetto gra they. They say during that episode they dress up in ghetto drag and called themselves Boquita at Halloween. Uh so
1: I don't know what that part means, but that's okay. awful. Um,
0: all right. I think I think I've hit all the the drama points, the big drama points right there. Do you have any um? comments or, or anything you want to say on that drama.
1: Well, Saint is a piece of crap. Yeah.
0: Well, what's um, weird is she's going to be a judge on this season of Titans coming up.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, and if that's, if that, if the bully brothers really said that, that's very disappointing. That's, that's a, what a piece of crap thing to say. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't, don't, why do people feel the need to comment on somebody else's race? that just makes no sense to me you just wrote down on a piece post-it note 2006 and and showed it to me yeah oh my god okay um <laughs> yeah that's terrible that that ha- that's kind of that's really shitty i mean that's just like all the shitty like packed in one it's racism it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it's just being a downright bitch <laughs> it's yeah. it's all shitty
0: well, I can't wait to see how this turns out is as is the drag race meme cuz I don't I don't think it's over yet. I think we're, the Boulet brothers are going to have to comment on it. Um Saints probably going to post something again. I, I don't think this is the end of it. So we'll uh, for everyone listening who doesn't no, follow this not. stuff uh, we will update you as developments continue but for then that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies this episode was produced by Zach Birch be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula Titans season one so for Lori Rockenkamp and myself
1: so long Uglies <laughs>
0: for listening to Hello Uglies have something to say email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media you can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia for more LGBTQ content support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Camp on Instagram at Lori Uliar. That's L-A-U-R-I, the letter U, L-I-A-R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.